we're going to try this again. We're back. What happened was I clicked on the wrong link to an upcoming show that we're not going to have until next week or maybe two weeks because I made it that way because we're not really sure exactly when, but I wanted the link to float out there so you can see what I was doing. Now I'm going to have to create another link. That particular show did not exist. That boo-boo didn't happen. All right. Big ups to Mr. Frazier, my dear friend of 76 years old. He's going to be 77 in November. The man is well-dressed, so articulate, so well-read, and life experiences that he has. I'm, this is not what we're going to talk about today, right? But I just wanted to put that out there since I made the mistake and put that show out there ahead of time. Mr. Frazier, you are phenomenal. And as I run across phenomenal people in our community, I'm going to bring them on if they want to and share them with the world. Because me, myself, and I'll break into the title, Remaining Motivated to Achieve in a Negative-Based World, right? These people who are iconic to me, these people who they hold a special charge, and they feed me just with their presence alone, just with what they resonate, them sitting silent and saying nothing is better to me than a negative-based person who's trying to feign positivity. Those are the kind of people I don't want around me, the ones who want to feign positivity. They act that way. They smile. They say all the right things, but their fingers are crossed, hoping you don't reach your goals. Their fingers are crossed, hoping that you don't have peace of mind. Their fingers are crossed, hoping that there's a sense of disarray and disagreement in hell going on in your home. Whatever you have going on, they don't want it. They don't like it. And the devil that's inside of them has overtaken them like a cancer, like a virus. And little do they know that their whole existence has become one of negativity. They live in an invert world a world that you can't understand. And many of us who live in the world of positivity, visual, visualization, plans, hope, achievement, we assume that the smiling faces around us think the same way. And that's not always the case. That is not the case. There are some people who live on the negative side. And they are tools of the most low, <laughs> the most high is God. So we know who the most low is, Donald Trump and Satan, right? I know you like that one, Keston. <laughs> Let me open up this chat room like I wanted to before, but I realized I had the wrong uh, particular show up. All right, Simply Deep, I'm back. I came inside and I had to go to the stove and warm up some of the Mrs. Scurves kitchen food because I got rid of the microwave. The microwave is there, right? But it's only a placeholder. That little space where you have cabinets and that gap for the microwave and then cabinets. Well, we didn't want to have cabinet, big space cabinet. You know, like when you have a missing tooth, you take a tooth, you go to the dentist and get a tooth made and fit that bad boy up up there so it's continuity. So the microwave conked out on us. 
And so we said on the divine level, that's it. We don't need to be microwaving our food. It's been several years now. And the funny part about it is when we have guests come over, you know, that don't really know that our microwave is dead and they're in the kitchen. We say, help yourself. We hit doot, 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 and, and the microwave is spinning. It's got the light on, but there are no microwaves because it's not working properly. And we're not going to fix it because we don't need it. Not good. It's not good to microwave your food, y'all. You know, we got to watch and help each other with information so we can maintain that glow into those years where most people are just ready to jump in the casket. You got to push me in that bad boy. I got too much to do, right? I'm not even thinking about that. I got too much to do. You know, when you're in school and the semester isn't over and spring break is coming, it's like, I have no time to think about spring break. I got to get these lessons. It will come. Let me earn it. You know what I mean? The lines are open, y'all. If you all want to call in, the lines are open. We'll deal with the trolls if they call in. No problem. We always do. We're heavy-handed with them. Also, I have to say, you know, I want to thank most 99.9% of the people who are in the comments section of the Landscurve show on YouTube after these shows are over because we do talk about some controversial things at times, right? Thank you for being so respectful with each other. But sometimes we have others who may not be, and they take it serious and not even serious because we all take what we put out there serious. But we get kind of carried away and we become trolls that way. And we go in on people. And, you know, if there's anything that happens like that, you let me know and I'll deal with the comments section, which there are some comments that I have to deal with on one of the videos from a few weeks back where it got very insulting to this particular person. And I got to straighten it out. So try to be respectful. No, you can talk and, and you don't have to hide your views or hold back because I'm going to talk and I want you to talk also, right? But when it gets to be where you're really going in on somebody, you follow them around the other pages and, and you try to find out where they live and that's, that's not too normal. Anyway, I'm going to admit what I have in front of me. Look, Skurv has some ice cream, y'all. You can't see it because the camera's so far away. But this is vegan ice cream. There's no dairy in this. I've showed it before, right? It's a brand, So Delicious, S-O Delicious, dairy-free coconut milk, non-dairy frozen dessert. And there's nothing bad in this particular one. Now, me personally, uh, I stay away from canola oil. You must, and I'm, I'm going to give you the reasons why, but trust old Scurve on this one. You must, you must, you must. If you see something that has anything of canola oil in it, even if it's just a bit of it, Stay away from it. It's no good for you. You don't want it. I'm going to bring the research with it, which I haven't done in a while, but I read many articles on it and across the board that is not what you should be having in your food. I don't care how or what they say. Do not. I do not. If I purchase something by mistake that has it, I throw it out or I'll give it away and say, listen, this has canola oil in it and you seem to be like drinking this stuff. So if you want it, you want it, but don't, don't make it seem like I'm giving you poison. And this ice cream is so good. Being a vegan, you're not missing a thing. You're not missing one thing. If you know how to cook and prepare creatively, and there are some products like this that are very good. But back to the point. Remaining motivated. It's when you're on a roll, it's easy to do so. But when you fall into a rut, it can be quite challenging. Like eating 
in front of a sensitive mic with your mouth full, which I'm going to whip that challenge because I want this ice cream yet. And still, I want to give this message out, but to remain motivated is not easy when you come off of a loss, when you come out of a rut or into a rut and you look back and you say, wow, I had it going on, but I lost my mojo. I lost that feel. What happened? Nothing happened bad. This is life. You have ups, you have downs. You have negative, you have positive. You have sweet, you have sour. It's like one of my favorite sayings. You cannot appreciate what is sweet until you tasted what's sour. You got to know what's sour, people, to know what's sweet. And as a matter of fact, you need a little sour with the sweet to remind you how sweet sweet is. Except when you're having dairy-free vegan ice cream. You don't want any sour in that. So it's easy when you're riding high in life. You know, when you're younger, you have minor things that at the time you don't think are minor. You, you break up with a girlfriend. You're a teenager. It breaks your heart. It breaks your little heart. But as you get older, you look back, you say, I was younger. I didn't realize. Still might hurt. Still could have worked out. But you move on. But what I mean is when you get to a point in life where there's a lot on the line, you put 10, 15 years into a relationship and it's over and you find, and this is just one example, yo, I'm gonna go through a few examples off the top of my big head, but you find that in this relationship, you lost yourself, your sense of self, of who you are. You've become a stranger to yourself and you feel as though you've lost your purpose you feel as though you're not motivated to do anything. You don't feel motivation for anything. And that's really sad. Because while we're in relationships, if your mate, your spouse, or whatever you call it, significant other, old man, old lady, whatever, I don't understand the old stuff. Call me no old man, even though I know I'm one, right? But it's, it's, it's really hard. To pick up the pieces of your life when you've given so much to someone else and it's gone. So anyone who truly loves you wants you to maintain your sense of who you are. That you do have independent motivations that do overlap. You can work on stuff together. And one, one bonding thing between two people. And I mean, I don't, didn't mean to go the relationship way, but we're still on topic is to have a common dream. When you have a common dream, that's something that really joins you together through rough times. And it keeps you motivated because if you love each other and you love that external thing, it may be the fact that you might want to move out into the woods and build a nice home together. You want to downsize. You want to get into the land. You want to resonate more with the earth. If you love God, and I love God, and we both have a vision together. That's something that's so bonding that even when we have disagreements, 
we not only want to don't want to lose that person, not that a disagreement means a breakup, but that's the first road to that. You're like, let's patch this up right now. Let's not make this go any further because I sure don't want to lose you. And I sure don't want to lose that dream that we've been visualizing together. Under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. <laughs> Seriously, though. Wait, 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 hold on. They put alcohol in this? Because I feel a buzz coming on. No, they did. I'm just joking. It's just good. Like, people think that, off topic, when you're a vegan, it's all about celery sticks and carrot sticks. Oh, no, I can't eat like that. You know, Nat Turner. Oh, yes. And I learned from you, brother. The things you share with me, we just vibe together, man. We sit around and we vibe. We're going to sit here for a little while. This may not be a six-hour show, but the lines are open. Anyone who wants to call, the number's right there, 888-575-3769. That way, when other people are talking, I can take a bite and eat my ice cream faster. <laughs> but in relationships, even not, well, look, everything is a relationship, number one, right? Whether you talk about career, job, church, worship, your relationship with the creator. It's all about relationships. So remaining motivated to achieve. Remaining motivated to achieve. How many of us are motivated? Well, we're all motivated for something, aren't we? They say pleasure and pain are the two highest motivated uh, uh, things to get us going. Yes. What's up, Jared? Family, what's going on? Nat Turner, I love your spirit also, too, you know, and um, that's what it's all about. You know, you mix in some jokes and you look at life and you take it a certain way and you share. You share. I don't know everything. I'm just willing to share what I bring, right? Black folks and other folks. I know some Italians who are this way, too. One person, and I'm not speaking on a vegan-based mindset. I'm just speaking normal now, right? One person has the steak. Another person has the pasta. Another person has the string beans. Another person has the sauce that goes over the pasta. And somebody else has nothing but lemonade. But you know what? If we share what we have, we can make a wonderful meal together. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to eat some steak. I might get down on some of the lemonade just a little bit. A little bit of the pasta if it's brown rice pasta. But what I'm saying is that collectively, if we share what we have and absorb the good parts. You know, we take off the good parts. We've been through a lot of bad. You live this life, even half my life, the time I've been on this earth, you would have been through some stuff, right? And you learn from it, you grow from it. For some of us, it overwhelms us and it sets us down for a little while. Two or three years, we're walking around just going to the job like a zombie. Really, mm, holding my mouth with no direction. And sometimes it takes that for us to heal up, to take ourselves out of the race. Like when a car goes in the pit stop. Zip, 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 zip. Take the tire off, change it, do something with the oil, check the fluids, make sure the driver's okay. Boom, you're back in the race. Well, some pit stops take a little longer than others. And when you go through things, you cannot 
be down on yourself because your pit stop took a little longer than somebody else's. I know some people who are in pit stops. It's been eight, nine, 10 years. But they're healing. There's no set time that when you take a loss, a breakup, a firing off of a job, you know, yes. Yeah, spiritual overhaul. Exactly. We can overheat spiritually. Sometimes we're not physically and emotionally ready for the things that are revealed to us. Like, oh, oh, I got to sit down on this one. It's not where you're going to incrementally just ascend on an equal pace in life. If that's the case, we'd all be millionaires. We'd all be super successful. And every bit of information that came to us that was knowledgeable above what we knew we would have absorbed and executed. And we'd be sitting pretty by the time we're 23. I just got out of high school five years ago, but I got it all made. Nobody lives life in a straight line like that. You know, like the saying goes, and it circulates around the internet, and I know you've heard this before, and if you haven't, here's how the saying goes. If you, you want to make God laugh, if you really want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, because he knows what is going to go down in your life, what he will allow, what you brought on yourself, see? And it's usually not the same as what we project at an early age. This is why it's amazing to see younger folks who may be cocky, right? Not that I'm mad because they're younger and they feel confident, but they haven't brought their race car on the track of life. And they say, all those cars going around, I'm faster. I'm going to whip all of them, which is good. You must have that attitude. But it's easy to say that before the wheels or the rubber touch the ground of that track. It's easy to say that, but is it easy to come off the pit stop where you lost some ground in the race and now you got to get back out there and pick up your ground again? The wise youngsters, you must learn. You must bring your enthusiasm and you must feel as though you're going to conquer the world because you know what? Not because it's me and I'm not trying to conquer this world, but I'm trying to conquer what's thrown at me in my world. Not for any carnal, uh, 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 carnal uh, awards. I'm so and so, and I won this. And I... No, man. Once you live this life, after a certain time, you realize you're not really conquering anything. Look, Michael Jackson is the king of pop. Even in death, we'll we'll agree to that. So far, right? He ain't here. There's a song in his soul that he didn't get out. He did really good with his time. As great as he was and as much money as he has, unless you were on YouTube surfing, did you wake up this morning and think, oh, Michael Jackson. And we love our brother. You know, we, we, we've had great leaders, we've great entertainers, great thinkers. But at their best, at their best, oh, God, I'm talking and dropping stuff all over the keyboard, and I'm going to eat this. <laughs> But at their best, they only contributed what they can bring. They weren't the whole pie, but they added on to that meal. They brought that one plate to the collective cookout of life. So stop thinking. I'm not trying to limit your thinking. What I mean is like, stop thinking all of this, I'm going to conquer. No. Conquer yourself. 
and bring your best to the world to share, right? When you think of it that way, you'll always remain motivated because you're going to be focused on being the best that you can be. You're in a bike race. Your legs are burning. These jokers seem like machines just in front of you. Doubt starts to creep into your mind before you conquered yourself, before you got onto that next level. But you pushed through it anyway. And not only did you learn a lesson about racing when you're, when you're running so many miles an hour, your legs are burning. You done did so many dozens of miles already. It's not just about the external, but you learn something about your fortitude so that when you get back in that position again, you're like, that was only something out of a negative manifestation. I'm going to win this race. I'm going to get to this particular point. It's about knowing yourself and what you bring and cutting through life like a knife when you know, when you know your purpose, when you know your role. The question is, how many people know their roles, right? How many people know their roles? Much love dissolve. Yes, yes. What you say, fools rush in? Yeah, well, my, well wise men fear to go. Yeah, it's not even fear, but they're apprehensive or they're smart to study their environment and study. But negative-based world, what world am I talking about? The creator's world? No. There's a certain order in the way that God made this world. And it's perfect. It's man who took his little finger, little wicked finger, and mixed up the ingredients of God's world, and he pushes it back on you like it is God's world. Because man wants to be a God beside a God. Beside God, excuse me. He wants to be a God beside God. It never happened. Anything that God says, I'm sitting here eating ice cream like some people smoke joints. I'm sitting here like, anything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this ice cream is good, man. <laughs> but anything that God puts in order, Whatever you want to call God, don't even, let's not even split hairs on that. The creator, God, whatever, whatever, whatever. Man says, ah, I can do better than that. It doesn't have to go that way. Women are the only ones that can get pregnant. Child, I want to be pregnant too. <laughs> so now they push that stuff. Birds fly and I don't have any wings. I'm going to fly one day. You see? So great things have come from the righteous desire to improve, and that's allowed. But when you have a wicked mentality and a wicked mindset, you want to go down roads you are not supposed to go down. And that's when you really mess things up. So we, the children of the Son, the children of God, the Son is of God, right? So we can say the Son of God. <laughs> I'm just playing around with, with words, y'all, messing around with y'all. But we have to differentiate what world we're honoring, God's world or man's world. God has his law, and we're born knowing it. Really, I mean, as we, it's, the, it's, that, it's not just no Bible. It's, 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 it's that connectedness. That's what we got to strive for, the connectedness to the Most High, if we want to remain motivated, because that's unlimited motivation. Come on, y'all. 
Some of us have a hard time. Oh, I don't feel like cutting that grass out in the back. I'm too tired. I'll work hard. We'll do it next weekend. And it's always next weekend. So imagine creating a universe. See, God's a dude I want to hang out with because if he has the wherewithal to create a universe, cutting my backyard is nothing. Making a couple videos a day and going to two jobs and keeping myself in shape and looking forward to the best, that's nothing. I'm saying, I'm, I know it's not nothing. I'm just saying it regular slang, y'all. Because somebody later on is going to come, what do you mean it's nothing? <laughs> oh, I'm hanging out. But if I'm in the presence and connected by that spiritual GPS system, that direct connection, not some man in a nice suit telling me what God is, me feeling it and knowing it. So you can take me to the clothing joint, right? And say, Lance, I'm going to buy you a really nice suit. And there's the suit for you. He tells me this when we get there. How do you know what I like? How do you know what fits well with me? How do you know what suit is for me? What will resonate with me when I try it on? And I know I may have to tailor a little bit here and there because I'm not a the, the slim-waisted, uh, 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 you know, renaissance man that I was at 22. Put on a few pounds. Well, that's granted. But once I put that suit on and look in the mirror and move around the shoulders, make sure I have some room. It's like, you know what? This is the suit. But some dude who doesn't know what I like, picking the wrong color, he may have the right intentions. Say, I want to buy you a suit, but he doesn't really know. Best thing to say, here's the money, or I'll, I'll buy, I'll pay for it. You do what you got to do. So, I don't hate pastors, but to me now, more so than ever before, they can help me with scripture that I may not know. But it's for me to read that word as I'm supposed to read many other things, as I'm supposed to see or seek knowledge everywhere. When they said, and correct me if I'm wrong, when they said seek knowledge, did they say seek knowledge only in the Bible? Or seek knowledge? Because if I'm going to hang that ceiling fan, am I going to go to the Bible to learn how to hang a ceiling fan? I got to go to the manufacturer and read those instructions that hopefully I didn't throw away to know how to hang that ceiling fan. I got to seek knowledge. That knowledge, a brain surgeon, did he get it out of the Bible? I'm not knocking the Bible now. I'm just saying some of us who call ourselves Christians take this thing too far. Well, I'm just going to trust in the Lord. Seek knowledge. You talking about trusting in the Lord and you 450 pounds, you walk up half a flight of steps and you're breathing and you're about trusting the Lord. He said, seek knowledge. And if you remain connected to the most high, you wouldn't have got like that in the first place. You are running behind, behind a substitute God, that God who wants to sit beside God. And that's the problem with us. We run it around and we don't believe it if we don't see it. All of us have had loved ones who have transcended the earthly plane and who have ascended to something higher Hopefully, just because they passed away on a physical level, does that mean that they didn't exist? Does that mean that they don't exist? Right? No, you can't. I can't tell you that favorite aunt of yours or your beloved parents or parent 
or whoever. It could be a child. No, they didn't exist. Yes, they did. And they do. So just because you can't see your way with the most high directly, we got to always get a middleman. Just like we got to get that middleman of a doctor. We're the ones who are wearing our bodies for all the years that we've been on this earth. And you mean to tell me that we don't know how to take care of it? So how are we going to remain motivated in this life if we don't take care of the vehicle? You don't change your oil. You don't get a tune-up. You don't flush the radiator. You don't make sure the tires are properly inflated. And you just go on and drive. And I, I see drivers like that. Don't even wash their car. Got food and cans of soda and buckets of empty Kentucky Fried Chicken with crumbs in it and clothes in the back and stuff. They're driving around with stuff piled up like, what, you moving or something? Roaches hanging out. We love it here. We got food and nobody bothers us. Driving around with roaches. But then when the car conks down, you want to be upset. You didn't take care of it. You got to take care of your body. You got to take care of your mind. You got to take care of those three components that we spoke about when I was in the backyard doing that other live stream, the mental, the physical, and the spiritual. You can't get around it while we're on this level. Maybe you can get away with not taking care of physical when you're not in the physical, but it doesn't matter anymore, does it? But it does matter because while we're on this earth, it affects those other two things. Your physical body affects your spirit and it affects your mind. So how are you going to seek knowledge when you're not w well? And yes, there are unfortunate situations where the environment has poisoned us and made us sick. You didn't earn that. You didn't do that to yourself. So my heart goes out to you. I don't come down on you for that. But when you talk about the devil's a liar, praise the Lord, the devil's a liar. Pass the pork. Pass the potato salad. Oh, pass the pound cake. Nobody looking. I'm taking the pound cake. You know that little meal you have after the church service? And you, 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 gluttony, gluttony. You're not supposed to seek gluttony. You're supposed to seek knowledge. You blaming the devil for something you do. Talk about the devil's a liar, but you stuffing yourself with bad food. You're talking about the white man holding you down, but you got a smartphone in your hand. You have a computer in your hand. You have Google, which is free. You can even make free phone calls. Back in the day, you had to get a calling card and pay for it. Before that, you had to use that little black telephone in the, in the living room that when it rung, it woke up the whole neighborhood. You didn't even have caller ID. Remember the days when we didn't have caller ID? And you call a friend and you get mad? I've been trying to call this fool for the last two hours. Let's try it again. Or I mean, call waiting. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, you better go on on so-and-so house and tell him his phone might be off the hook. See, we had to go through those things. But now we don't have to, yet and still, we're not motivated with all that we have. We, we don't know how to remain motivated. I know I'm motivated to keep biting this ice cream. And this is vegan, y'all, non-dairy. And it doesn't leave you with that slimy feel. Do a little experiment next time you eat dairy ice cream. Eat it before you go to bed and go to sleep. Why is it when you wake up the next morning, when you're laying on the pillow or the covers, and you know the lines of the 
covers of the sheets, whatever, you wake up, you more swollen, you got lines in your face. When you eat that dairy, it does all kind of weird things to you. You got men who have premenstrual bloat because they ate ice cream. They're all lines on the face and <gasps> drool. <laughs> Yogurt in their eye when they wake up. When you eating that stuff, it's trying to come out. The body's saying, please let me come out. Mm-mm-mm. Not with this, though. But the only way to remain motivated in this world truly is your connectedness to the Most High. Direct. Not through some pastor. And when you find out he got three side chicks and two side dudes, <laughs> you know them two brothers over there in the choir with the lip gloss. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> on his knees around the pastor, and they ain't praying. What kind of relationship is that? Come on, churches. And they let you down when, they, when you find out that they indulge in all kind of wickedness and dec decadence, and now your faith is shattered. Well, you know, it broke my heart when I found out that the pastor was living like he did. Well, you shouldn't put too much weight in a man. You put weight in the most high. Because he created the universe. Did that pastor create a universe? Most pastors are responsible for creating a damn mess. So why you want to hang around somebody who has or has potential for that? They're in line to receive the knowledge directly, just like you. They are no better than you. Why, especially in the black community, that we honor these people? That's why I keep myself humble. A lot of people that don't know me, Lance, you a man of God. <sighs> that means everything I do represents the most high. Please don't call me that. I, I, I would like to ascend to be better. Don't call me that. That's a heavy, heavy thing to carry. Man of God. Look at all these people saying, I, and we throw this around and not realize what we're really saying. I'm a man of God. Why couldn't you keep your eyes off that woman's backside who ain't your wife? I see you cutting your eye. When I'm home with my wife, I can't keep my eyes off her backside because that's mine. That's where it's supposed to go. See? Seek knowledge. <laughs> mm -mm. We got it all mixed up. Man is always going to disappoint us. He's always going to disappoint us. But you know what? If he disappoints you and you put so much weight in him, how are you going to be motivated to do more, to go higher, to break records, your own personal records? It's amazing. Every time I have a day, it's, it's a potential to go higher. I say, wow, who am I going to meet today? That is positive. Who, what, what, what realization? What reality will come to me in my dreams from the most high that I can hold on to from sleep and wake up and say, wow, like that flower waking up. You have this thing come to you while all of your petals are folded in sleep and you wake up. Wow, I have something. And for most of us now, those thoughts are fleeting. We got to hurry up and write it down. Keep that pad and paper next to your bed. Keep it. On the bed, if you don't have a side table, don't roll over and stick yourself with the pencil. But when you wake up, 
and you have that inspiration, write it down quick. Because most often, that will accompany a trip to the restroom. And by the time you finish using the restroom, if you didn't write it down, you'll forget. Because that is a pleasurable sensation. Not something sexual, y'all. I'm not twisted like that. When you're releasing, like, let me get back in that warm spot in the bed. Excuse me, honey. Let's just cuddle up the way we were. As soon as you get it, you got to jump on it. But there are many ways to remain motivated. And one of my ways, personally, is to know that I'm like that football player on the field that has the ball. I'm trying to run and make a touchdown. There's another team out there who's coming at me to knock me down and make me not get that touchdown, to get the touchdown for my team. That's not thinking negative. That's thinking realistic. Because the more positive you are, the more the other team is going to focus on you. If you're a player who's not known for doing the spectacular moves, and whether it's basketball, football, or baseball, or boxing, you know that Lance has a hell of a right hand. You better keep your left up and keep moving to your right to nullify that right hand. Because you know, because you saw the tapes, you know what I do, you know how dangerous I am in this area. So you study me. See? You got to study the field of life. You got to study and know what's out there. Seek knowledge to remain motivated. If you know what you're up against and what's coming at you, you're equipped for the possibility of it coming at you that way. You anticipate, like they say in boxing, the punch that knocks you out is the punch you don't see. Even if you see it, at the last second, you can brace yourself so it, you, can, you can have yourself in a state of mind where you won't be shocked. Because if you know boxing, you have these flash knockdowns sometime that didn't really knock the guy out, but it caught him by surprise and it wasn't really such a super hard blow. And life will bring you those things. So you've got to be ready and have knowledge of that field, that playing field out there of how deceitful some people can be, on how evil some people can be. And they won't look like that nine times out of ten. Like they say, Satan came as an angel of light, right? I'm not ignoring folks. I just have not been looking at the chat room. So <laughs> let me um, open this up so I can see it. I have it in front of me, but I'm not putting these big point Dexter glasses on my face. I like to keep it on my head. Knock this sound down to open up this chat room. Where's the chat? Okay, there it is. There it is. There it is. We'll open it up and make it the whole screen. I don't have to see myself. I know what I look like really well. Okay. Okay. Talk to me, people. That way I can get a few bites. I don't want to eat any melted ice cream. Mmm. <laughs> Yeah, right? Oh, I'm, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm flowing. I'm flowing. I feel like I'm flowing. And it's not about me. It's just that I'm very relaxed. I know myself. I know my mission. I know God has signed off on the things that I intend to do. Um, you can't move forward if he doesn't. You know, no matter what you call uh, the most high, 
You know, you, you, you can write the chapters, but if he is going to use you as a tool for something, you got to submit to that, you know? But we got to know that, like I said before, the more positive we are, the more we glow, the more we have that light shining from within, it makes you a target, you see? And there is a war right now between negative and positive, between good and evil. Even though the evil has dressed itself up so nicely and the evil looks so good. You know, I, I, I'm just waiting for a young lady to come up and say, how you doing, Lance? How are you? Um, I really like what you do. You want to know my name? <laughs> Not really, but what's your name? My name's Evil. <laughs> And that's not to demonize women. Women, mm -mm. I ain't gonna do that. But whatever your weakness is, it will come to you as that, and it's gonna look good. Trust me. If you're dealing with a coke problem, and you seem to have beat the coke addiction that you had, there might be somebody who comes to you in your life that draws you to them so close, and you feel so good being around them, and they whip out like, oh man, see. You know what I mean? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. We're all precious vessels, um, Nat. You all are precious ve vessels to me because you're hanging out here and we're on the same vibe. I don't care if I don't have 500 people in a chat room or a million hits, whatever. Look, it's about doing the work. That's what it's about. Whether the work is acknowledged in this lifetime or another lifetime, it's not even about being acknowledged. It's just doing the work. Whatever it is you're supposed to do. If you're supposed to talk to one person, look, I could be doing all kind of dirt right now that I don't want to do. But I'm just saying that people budget their time in all kind of strange ways. And I like it when I can vibe with somebody and learn because I've learned you all have taught me a tremendous amount of things and have corrected me on many levels. And I say, okay, thank you so much for correcting me. And if we didn't have this medium called the internet, Maybe I wouldn't have physically met you and maybe not have known to vibe with you at all. So thank God for that. It's used for a lot of negative things, but then again, it's about being positive. What positive can come out of this thing? Because we can always look at it. Team negative is at an all-time high right now the way the world is. They may say they're positive, but more people are part of team negative than anything else. <laughs> the seducing lady voice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I should bring my um, bring my recorder <laughs> and and put it on my hip when I'm on the bus. How you doing, driver? <laughs> oh, your legs look so nice, driver. <laughs> I wear shorts when I'm driving the bus, right? You know, and I, you know, those things. You know, people are gonna do that. You got to be mature enough to handle it. You know, people say things under their breath, and you know, they try to swipe the card or pay the fare, and stand next to you and here come the left breast tactic they try to rub that on you and i mean I, and I, I tell it i'm not gonna hide it i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell it how it is we gotta do a bus stop confession we're due for that aren't we <laughs> a lot of confessions y'all not my confessions but things i see in the study of human nature oh boy people say oh you're just a bus driver no, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my master's degree in human nature. I know that's what I do, y'all. I tell you all that's what I do. We all do stuff to make money. That is not probably the epitome of what I may desire in this lifetime to say. But for now, you've got to keep chugging along. Remember, remaining motivated to achieve 
in a negative based world. So I am not my, uh, I won't, it's not a career. <laughs> it's a task. It's a job. It pays you. But I am not that. That is the present manifestation of what I do to earn these diminishing uh, uh, dollars that are getting weaker by the week and day. Right. We, we're still physically in this world. I mean, how stupid I'm not going to work and I'm just going to go out in the field and talk to God and so on. You know, OK, I wouldn't be here. Internet cut off, you know, things break down. Can't fix them. Don't have any money, equipment, different things, maintenance, this, that, this, that, plus on top of the regular things. So we got to be real. Don't let anybody throw off on you for what you do. You'll be washing dishes. I've known many people who are great and died washing dishes. That's all they did. The time I knew them, they might have been older. Things happen, but the wisdom and, and what they've shared with me I'm not going to let them die unnoticed. I may not know their names or remember certain things, but there are people that I know growing up in New York City. My father refinished floors and did interior decorating and did some prime jobs and did work for the common folk. He maintained landscape, the flooring on landscape properties. It had to remain a certain way with the characteristics and know how to, not just the common thing, but some really dope stuff. And I know some knew some dope millionaires who, not because they had millions, I'm just saying it that way. That gives you a little, you know, idea of what, you know, they were in. But they were some of the most kind people, some of these white people who were millionaires that I knew from my father's work, right? And it afforded me to be able to get around at an earlier age and be more exposed than most people. Let's throw some names out there. One family I'll never forget. And I know that the children are still alive because they're close to my age and we lose contact. I think I got in contact with one of the daughters one time, but she was very busy doing very well for herself. But John and Judith Stonehill, last name Stonehill, and they lived on Charles Street in Greenwich Village. I'm not sure the number of um, the address on Charles Street, but they lived in Greenwich Village. And that family from when I was in single-digit ages, I think I was five years old. Before I even realized, I didn't know who they were at five years old. I just knew that they were people that my father dealt with. But as I got older, he did work for their property, which was a lands uh, uh, um, a landmark. I said landscape before, right? A landmark property. I'm sorry, I'm flowing. Sometimes you flow, you mess up your words, right? Um, these were properties that had to be maintained exactly according to law. Because they 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 meant something and they reached that status. So you can't change stuff like I want a window over there. Let's rip up the floor and no, you can't do that. So when you buy or live in a landscape property, I think you do get tax breaks. But the bottom line is that you cannot change the basic things. You can hang a picture on the wall, of course. I guess you can paint certain things a certain way, but maybe not too. You ain't put no purple and orange on the wall. So. These are white people, right? Stonehill, I, I think I think they were Italian. I, I'm not sure. German, Italian, something. I don't know. They had a mixture because they both, but they were both white. They're both Caucasian. And they gave me a subscription of National Geographic magazine, and they paid up for several years. I think they just did it. Oh, it's five years of National Geographic coming in your name. So 
even just reading those and going around them because it was like once a month my father would go on a weekend to um do their floors and do different things. But that was the least of it. You want to know what the most of it was? They never said, I never saw like him pay my father. It was, he paid him, right? But it wasn't about that. When my father showed up and I showed up, they treated us like family. And this wasn't no fake behind where white acting fake on you type stuff. This is, I'm telling you all the truth here, right? And they showed up at my father's funeral and they were the ones crying the hardest in November of 1990, not because they were fake, but after we would, and I say we, like I'm a kid doing the job for my father, right? But I'd help. And as I got older, I got to do it more with him. But after we finished the, the job, which may have taken 90 minutes on a maintenance level, if we were sanding down, of course, it took a couple of days or certain areas. You know, we're having a problem here. The inspectors came with the chair. Okay, we'll, we'll be there. No, no matter what, the best part of going there wasn't working. Okay, we're done. Get out. No. We'd always bring a change of clothes and we'd hang out five, six hours sitting around a dinner table talking about life, talking about wars and religions and, and, and life. They spoke about racism. They spoke on some deep stuff. I believe, well, I know uh, uh, John Stonehill, who was an architect, is gone. And Judith, his wife, it's 2018. Maybe she's gone too. But those are some very wholesome memories for me that showed me that not all white people are evil, but they didn't understand how other white people acted because it was a sense of family and togetherness. David Stonehill, the son, um, what's the daughter's name? Um, oh God, I just had it at the tip of my tongue, but I put their names and they just blew them up, right? But I remember, and I get back on topic, I'm just reminiscing right now, I'm just flowing. I remember um, the day that Muhammad Ali fought Ken Norton the first time, and I believe that was March of 1973. Well, I'm born in April of 1963. That's a month before my 10th birthday. I remember watching that fight with my father and all of us sitting around. They had a really big TV, you know, up in the wall, you know. And it was like, wow. I remember when he got his jaw broken. And I'll never forget watching that fight. So every time I see that fight on YouTube, right, it's like, wow, I remember being there with them. And the good food and where they embraced us. And he, he, they called each other brother. My father called him Brother John. And he called my father Brother Lance. And in a perfect world, that's the way it should be. But it's not a perfect world. And we have to be able to discern the spirits that are around us and the people that are in our midst, whether they're white or black. Evil has no color, but we know when it comes to the racist aspect of it, they hate us because of our color, not just that, but who we are. And like I always like to say, we've got to remain motivated because in this game of life, this particular point in history, many others who are racist, who have studied our history and know who we are and know what position we play in history 
as history unfolds, they know who we are. They know that we are gifted spiritually. And this is why in our neighborhoods, we have the harshest drugs. On broadcast media, they don't treat our image right. They put us up there to be harlots and whores. They put black men up there to be evil and, and hedonistic to the point where we're not responsible. We don't want family. We're just like wild wolves roaming the street. And that's not good. So those of us who understand our place in history and in this world at this present time, we've got we, we've to, we've you know, hold down our position. And because it's a negative-based world, remaining motivated in this place when you know that you have so much coming against you, it can be challenging. And this is why me personally, I accept all the love that comes my way. Because this is not just a let's get on and try to sound good type thing. Day in, day out, living it, living it, living it, living it, talking it, speaking it. Keep chipping away. Like earlier in the show when I said, yeah, like the person who does sculpturing. And he might be making a mess like my desk right here. All of this junk and I had to lift the camera and everything. A couple of keyboards, like a little tissue here. Got the lid for the ice cream. But I got legitimate gadgetry here, right? You know, it's not easy. And you need people on your team. When you run a marathon, the people who are watching that marathon are motivated by you. They're inspired by you. They might not be able to run like you or as far as you, but they're sitting there on the side with the cups of water. And here goes strangers. You know, that, that could be a bad situation, but strangers that have in their heart they come down to support you with that sip of water. And you'd love to stand and say, thank you, but you got to keep on running the race. Thank you so much. But they are part of it too. They are part of your motivation. They're part of that dream of having a better world, of cleaning off our filters amongst each other so that when we're in the trenches of life, we can console each other. We can motivate each other because you're not going to be, you know, the term self-motivating, I understand what it means. But that really doesn't exist. Because if you disconnect yourself from the most high, there's no way you're going to self-generate yourself. But I understand self-motivation, not that you have to have somebody tell you to do something. I'll take it in that context. But you have to remain connected. Whoever's around you has to remain connected. You must have a goal. You must have a vision. And every single day that comes, you must work toward going closer to that vision and that goal. Tell a little story. Ice cream melting. Got to move fast. I'm trying to get more bites. Somebody call in, y'all. <laughs> ice cream is melting. I don't want ice slop. I want the resistance of hard ice cream. So I'm going to go around the edges and get the soft parts now. Anyway. Even when things are down, you can still move forward. Bodybuilder, Frank Zane. I think it was in 1980 or 81. I think it was 81. Correct me if I'm wrong. He um, is a former Mr. Olympia at that time. He won the biggest prize in bodybuilding at that time. He won it in 1977. 78, 79. 
In bodybuilding, people think the trend is just to be big. And these days, it's a push toward that with all these drugs these guys take. But Frank Zane had a different mindset of what the ultimate body would be. He tried the big thing for a while, but it wasn't suited for him, his frame. He had a more slender frame. So he came in really cut up. He wasn't the biggest, but the way he angled his body when he posed under the lights, it was quite impressive. He set a new trend. He believed in himself. He had a vision. He remained motivated in a sport where bigger was better, but he stuck it through. Well, anyway, that really is not what I want to say about Frank Zane. Frank Zane was laying out on a lawn chair. I believe it was in 1981, several months before the Mr. Olympia. And he was laying out there getting some sun. I think it was, he was out in Arizona or California, right? Because those climates are a lot drier and better for bodybuilding the, the last few weeks before the competition because you kind of dry out and get that leathery hard look. You can do that in Florida too, but it's better over in those parts. So he's laying out and he, he, he got up or angled himself a certain way and the lawn chair collapsed somehow. Part of it gave way. You know that tubular steel, if it's that tight with the nylon or maybe it was, pla I don't know, but it gave way. He wasn't 400 pounds, but he wasn't, you know, 100 pounds either. It gave way and part of the metal uh, 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 parts of the leg, aluminum, I think, kind of broke off, got jagged. And when he moved, it was a freak accident where it jammed him. We're adults here now, right? We can, we can say below his testicles, between the backside and the testicles, as a little part. I'll keep it decent, y'all. Won't make any jokes. But that part there, it sliced him. He couldn't compete. He couldn't compete that year. He had to recover from that injury. And um, some people would say, oh, it's all over for him. He didn't think that way. He continued to eat clean and all of that stuff, but he was out of it for that year's competition. But what he did do with his time, he read about the human anatomy, about the human body, and he knew a tremendous amount about this already. But instead of sitting here and saying, oh, God, I'm not going to make it. My career's over. I'm all, oh, I messed up. It was a freak accident. Why did God do this to me? Oh, I can't do it no more. And reinforce negativity, which we know in this world, there's an abundance of that. He didn't do that. He said, this happened for a reason. And this is an opportunity for me to get better and make myself better for next year's competition. I'm not saying he brought God into it. I'm talking about the spirit in which he approached things. And this is the thing, y'all. We got people talking God, 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 this, God, that, God, 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 and we know they're full of hell. And they don't, they don't really believe in what they say or spout because their actions tell you different. But here's the thing. I'm not calling Frank Zane unrighteous, right? But I've never heard him say the word God out of his mouth through uh, videos or stuff in print. Doesn't make him a bad person. Maybe he is connected that way to the most high. It's maybe it's a private thing. But let's say he doesn't believe in God. Let's say he's an atheist and says God doesn't exist. Let's say he doesn't like the concept of God. Well, you have some people out here who are not God-based. 
who don't have any faith, who don't want to hear anything about uh, 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 concepts of belief in God. But guess what? They're utilizing righteous principles. They're living more godly in principle as to how they move forward in life to remain motivated to achieve more so than the people who claim God. How about that? Ain't that some sugar honey iced tea? So you got some people sitting up in the church. Oh, God, this. Oh, God, that. Oh, sister so-and-so, who lied to her and told her she looked good in that dress? Oh, God, this. Oh, God, that. Yeah, brother so-and-so, my husband don't know, but I had a little episode with that man, and his thing was about this small. Oh, God, this. They ain't doing nothing. They ain't doing nothing to move towards something positive because their foundation is jacked up no matter what they talk about. Come on now, y'all. It ain't all pretty. You up north? You know about snow. Those of you who are kids or grown-ups and you know about snow, you know about this. Let me tell you what happened. It snows. And it's a beautiful blanket of snow in the urban area of the inner city of New York City. And it looks beautiful because all you see is sunlight and white snow. You go outside and across the street where you would have to use a certain level of uh, uh, volume in your voice to speak to somebody like, you know, good morning. That won't work no more because the blanket of snow, it kind of pads and, and, and buffers, not buffer, but pads the sound. So sound doesn't travel as much. It's weird when you go out, when you have a heavy snow and you see people at the same distance as when there were no snow at all, but it sounds different. It sounds like they're way down the block. So when you would say good morning normally when there was no snow, if you say it like that, they won't hear you. It'll sound like this. <laughs> so you got to say good morning because you got to go past all of the snow. So snow blankets everything. So here you go walk up the street. Boy, it's so pretty. All of the snow. And you're walking everywhere. You're not looking where you're walking like you would when there was no snow. And you know you got a lot of dogs in the neighborhood, right? Well, guess what? You walk, you go to the store, you come back, you shake the snow off a little bit, but there's not much on you. And you go inside and it smells like dog doo-doo. Why? Because under the snow was doo-doo, crap, sugar, honey, iced tea. Not iced tea, sugar, S, honey, H, I, iced tea, tea. Okay, if you can't figure that out, you know what I'm trying to say. But you didn't look. You took it on face value and you came home with some, hmm, same way when you go in these churches or even people in the street who try to talk positive, but they're not about it. And this is how people get next to you without you knowing it because they talk the positive thing and they take their time to move in position to get next to you. And you know, when you know boxing, you got to get in position before you can land that Jab. You can't jab somebody from across the, the way on the other side of the ring unless you're like your arms like 20 feet long. You can't do that. You got to get in the position. So who's trying to position themselves in your life right now, talking positive and saying all the right things, but they know they got hell inside of themselves for you. And the minute that you detect this, that your spiritual GPS system detects that they're a fraud. You better get them away from you. 
Because they'll start to come back and say, well, I've never did. I've been nice to you. I, I picked you up and took you to the supermarket. I bought you those gifts. I'm the one who introduced you to your man. I'm the one who was there for you and nobody else was there for you. Oh, I don't care about that. That's you getting in position. You always follow your first mind. Brother Keston, you said that yesterday. Never let you down. That gut feeling, that initial feeling, right? That deer that runs from the crazy man who got evil in him. You see? He knows to get out of there. Listen, this ice cream is getting good. And in actuality, I need to be booking out of here soon. So if there is anybody who might want to call in, call in. I'm going to be on for another couple minutes. And um, I just want to flow like this. It's been a wonderful day. And um, I'm in good spirits. And I have to thank the Most High, but I have to thank when I say this platform is not because of me, but all those who are here. I've, I've been blessed with this. I've, you all have been a blessing for me with this, that I can sit at home and have this kind of interaction and keep myself on course to be able to grow and, and manifest the seeds of good stuff that's inside of me. This is a blessing. If I didn't have this in my life, the connectedness that I have on the righteous level, which there are always some people who are going to get past the guard and you have to, you know, find out who they are and eject them out the club. You know what I mean? Like, hey, he's he doing something good here. This is not what we do here. But other than that, I have to thank you all and to come through what most of the world has said is the holiday season, which for me, it's not. Every day is a holiday. Look, look, I'm eating vegan ice cream. I'm sitting at home. I showered real good. I shaved real good. I, I, I sh you know, shined up my head, shaved my head real good. I feel good. And um, I'm so enthusiastic and motiv motivated, you know, to achieve in my own little way to bring my little bit of talent and ability to that buffet of life. That's all what it's all about. Because the things that you all have shared with me in the chat room, personal phone calls, emails, different types of communications, even donations out of your heart, fine. Your very presence here is a donation because I will, I will take it. I will accept it, whatever it is, and run with it hard because y'all are like them folks at the marathon race with the cups. That's, that's a hell of a gesture to see that, right? No matter what it is, it's water in there, but no matter what the motivation, to know that somebody came out and said, I'm going to hold this water so I can relieve them of having a parched throat because I believe in what they're doing. That, that, that is a good feeling. And, and that makes me want to run more. That makes me want to fight more. I love it. So to be down with this type of platform for so many years, I'm not losing any steam. I'm gaining steam because I have you all here. I have a brother, Keston, that comes over every weekend. He don't even have to ask. He just calls. Yeah, brother. The food's here. Come on over, man. Speed. I'll pay for the tickets. <laughs> right? Um, and so know that we can just throw something up and you all will be here. And we vibe on that level. We got to harness the positivity. When we see it in the world, we got to applaud it and feed it like a fire, the wood in a fireplace. You can't walk away from the fireplace and expect it to keep on burning. You got to feed it. So you feed me, I feed you. We feed each other. Your refrigerator has no food. Come on over. You got a home right here. You got food. You have a place to lay your head. 
in, in a negative-based world, that makes you feel so much stronger. Want me to prove it? Let's talk about it on a physical level. Your home, which may be a house, it could be an apartment, it could be a studio, it could be one room, it could be one room with a cot that you have to share with somebody you don't like and lay on, your, on the edge, it could be an alleyway, it could be under a tree, it could be in your car, your home. The place that you can drop your guard on a mental and physical, uh, mental, physical, and spiritual level, right? No matter, no matter what that place is, right? That undergirds you and it keeps you when you're doing your daily dealings in the job, out in the world, that may be negative based for the most point, for the most part. It may not be giving you anything. It may be neutral. Neutral in Lance Scurve's wor world is negative too. Because you don't have enough. Uh, 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 energy generated to say you're positive. You just, I'm just neutral. You ain't doing nothing when you're neutral. At least negative got some power behind it that I can take like Taekwondo and turn it around and use it for my benefit. But neutral's dead weight. You worse off than anything else, right? I can convince negative to be positive, possibly, but neutral, you worse. You deadbeat, deadbeat spiritual people. Neutrality. Neutral people, don't tell me you're neutral. That's a curse in my world. But while you're on the job and standing strong with some people who might be a supervisor who doesn't dig you too tough, who's treating you a certain way, coworkers who are gossiping, different things you're not around, that hostile work environment, not just on the physical level, but on the spiritual level. People you have to deal with to get that paycheck. You remain strong because your home is the thing. Now, we know it's God. We know that but that sense of home. So what do we say? Phew, I can't wait to go home. Because that's like taking your cell phone and putting it on the charging station or plugging it into the wall. So your home undergirds you. So what would you feel if you were on the job that is on getting on your last nerve and somebody called you and said, hey, I'm, not, I'm sorry to break this bad news, but Turn the news on, Channel 9, Channel 7, Channel 5, 9, 13, whatever it may be. Your house is burning up. Your house blew up. Your house is burnt down to the ground, and it's not there. But we can get a different house, an apartment, a room, a car, an alleyway. But for that moment, what undergirded you when you have your food and your clothes and your possessions, which we know you can get more of, it stuns you. And now you feel weaker. Now you feel like, oh my God, because that is your womb while you're on this earth as an adult. Again, I always say it in several shows, home and womb rhyme. Your home protects you, feeds you, keeps you strong. Do you know how vulnerable you are when you're sleeping? You're sleeping. I see homeless people sleeping in the street. They, you, when you sleep, you got to completely let go. And you're at the mercy of the environment around you. That could be very scary. So in your home, it protects you. But when you were in your mother's womb, it protected you also. It fed you also. It even had that good bass music of the heartbeat. Boom, boom, ch, boom, boom, ch, boom, boom. Heartbeat. It makes you feel so real. <laughs> but it's the same thing. So we've got to be each other's home. We have the physical house, yes. Yes. 
But when you see, you take a trip away from your spouse or your family and you miss them and you finally get off the plane or the bus or the train, the car, whatever it is, you see them. You may not be in the physical house yet, but you see them because they're, they're the real thing that makes up that home. And I just want to say, you guys, you're my home. Yes, I know I have this house. I have my wife that gives me the home, but this is more flavoring. This is more icing. This is more seasoning on an already favorite meal. And so this is what motivates me and keeps me remaining motivated to achieve in a negative-based world because I'm connected into something different than with most people who are at my age and thinking negative. They come around me, Lance, what you trying to do, man? You should be doing this and you should be doing that, man. You getting old, man. You out of here soon, man. My body's out of here, but this is just a warm-up for eternity. I'm getting ready for eternity, whatever it brings, because I see that this world is a perfect world from God's point of view, the way he made it. Man's world's all jacked up. It's doomed. They need some God. They need some alignment. They need some balance. So how can I be negative in such a perfect creation? How can I be negative when I am made and you are made so perfectly? We're not perfect, but we're made for this environment. And if we take care of ourselves the way we need to take care of ourselves after we seek some knowledge, we'll do just fine. Yes, there will be things that are unexpected on the human level that'll come across our path and we'll be equipped to deal with it because we'll have the strength within from sharpening the sword. And today's conversation and the ones earlier was just another case of us taking our time, sharpening our sword because tomorrow we don't know what it's going to bring. And it's times like this that make us strong, that we hone those characteristics and those parts of us that will rise up, play the enemy. We're not passive people, y'all. We're out here to slay the enemy, to slay negativity, all that negative stuff that comes around us. Because you got to come positive when they drop the negative on you. I got negative people that come around me smiling. Well, Lance, you're doing good. But, and of course, some folks will say, listen, Lance, you got to slow down. And I know what they mean. My own wife will tell me to slow down. I'm not, oh, you're negative. No. You're speaking out of some sense because I trust you to tell me what you see that I can't see. A box is in the ring and his corner says, listen, you're taking too much punishment. Get up on that bicycle, move around a little bit. Still hit him with the jabs. You're not supposed to get into a fight too early. Save that for later on if you need to get into it. So I have to depend on that. But you do have negative en entities that come around smiling, trying to drop doubt in your mind. You, they, drop, they drop doubt on you. You drop some positivity right back on their backside. They try to lay an egg on you. you. You take that egg and throw it right back in their vehicle. Let them go home with it. Don't leave that egg here to stink up in my subconscious mind and derail me from what I want to do. I have a personal way of thinking of things that makes me, not me because I'm trying to be some big dude or whatever. I'm just saying me because when you hear that me, 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 too much, there's something wrong with a person. But I'm talking from my point of view that every year that comes, I'm supposed to start that year out strong. 
with the goals that I have, with knowing where I want to go, visualizing, focusing, and having a plan and following through with the plan. And not only that, but doing a little extra on top of the plan. Well, if I'm supposed to get this amount done today, let's sprinkle a little bit more and then back off. I had a problem years ago backing off. I used to just stay on stuff until I'd almost burn myself out. Now it's about executing and being more effective as time goes on, preserving myself, but still getting just as much done by watching the clock, watching my nutrition, getting my rest. I am going to sleep so deep tonight and so long. I'm going to sleep nine hours at least. If I wake up after seven and a half hours, I'm going to lay in there for another hour and a half. And when I attack my day tomorrow, God willing, I'm going to attack it righteously. I'm going to breathe up all the air I can breathe. I'm going to see everything that I can see physically and on a spiritual level, and I'm going to be receptive to it and deal with it head on. There's a bill that I forgot to pay. Hello, Mr. Creditor. I'm paying that bill. How much is it again? $400? Okay, there's $600 in the mail. Leave me alone next month. Charge me half next month. Beat them back. You got the bills coming at you. Certain creditors get smart. Oh, you, you, you need to pay this. You need oh, da, 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 da. like you ain't paying. I'm paying twice. I'm paying three times the amount. Now next month I'm calling the creditor. Hello. Uh, yes, Mr. Creditor. Uh, I'm calling to um uh, ascertain what it is that um is on my. Well, uh, you have a credit of uh, $400. Yes. Okay. I, I have a credit of four. Okay. That means I paid it over. Take care. Boom. Victorious. You know what I mean? Whatever the situation is, don't run from it. Run at it. But run at it smart and strong because you sharpen your sword. You didn't get caught up in that churchified gossip foolishness on the phone for three hours talking about Sister Mary and what she's doing. It's crazy. You're supposed to be like a coiled spring. You, you work on your stuff. Like Noah worked on the ark. Whether some people say, oh, that wasn't real or it was real, whatever. The whole thought of it. Don't you got stuff to work on? I know I ain't perfect and I got stuff to work on. And whatever it is, seek knowledge. Do you know everything? No. Do I know everything? No. That means there's room to learn something. And we share it. It's our duty to share it. Shame on you. People who have your secret handshakes and you feel you know something and you really don't know anything. What you think you know, you think you know me because it all came from me. I'm not saying I'm the one. I'm saying as a people on this planet, everything you're studying came from us. You're the Johnny come lately, but you want to parade yourself around like, yes, I am the all-seeing eye, and I know. You Satan, and we know. So those of us who are duped into that, coming out of ourselves, I got to join this, and I don't know, and they got something going on. No. The answer's in you, black man and black woman. You are the secret. Haram Abif, please, you're the secret. You look at the big, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the monument there? The big uh, 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 a phallic symbol in Washington. Where they get that from? They got that out of Egypt. Kemet. They got it from us. They got you fooled. Well, our, our history, we only go back uh, to slavery. They lied to you. They lied to you because they came from you. Right? 
So how somebody that came out of you going to tell you about you? How it looked I come out of my mother's womb. Well, Ma, when you were born and when so-and-so, I wasn't there. She made me. We made them. They weren't around longer than us. They got no history, y'all. Why are we looking at them to find out who we are? They took our history, put it on their head, and kept us from it. And we're looking at them like, oh, you... You, you're the answer to everything. If we want knowledge, we got to come to you. No, if we want knowledge, we got to detoxify off of this system and go back to what we were slash are and what's inside of us. That's why we come out the womb, you play any song, and we could dance any kind of way, right? We learn that quick. When I was a kid, you put a pencil in my hand, and I could draw brilliant things without taking a daggone lesson from their schools. That's why their schools bored me. You give any one of us with a clear mind that's not being messed with or haven't been tampered with as far as the drugs in this community, the liquor, the decadence, the molestations, the things that twist us out of who we're supposed to be, and we're great. Hell, we're still great. With all the obstacles that are thrown at us, we're still great. And we got to know that. And that's how you remain motivated because you got to know that they come at us so hard. Is it because we're weak? Is it because we're nothing? No, it's because we are it right now. And in this point in history, on a spiritual level, it's our time at bat. And he knows that if we get to that bat, we get to that plate, like in the baseball game, we're going to knock the ball out of the park. And that brings in the, the end time for him. And it's coming. Well, you got all the best heroin. I don't mean best like it's a good thing, but the strongest from their point of view. Keep those niggas dying of overdoses. Keep them drugged up. Nothing will come out of those people. Ah, let's keep the STDs going. We got a new, more powerful form of the HIV virus. Let them focus on that. And now let's come with a morning pill that if you take it, you won't get it. So they'll be more focused on being more promiscuous. So you're scared of AIDS, but now you can dip and do what you want if you have this pill. So you're paying money for this. They're making money off your decadence. They're making money off your sickness. Like I heard the other day and I repeated it, that Ronald McDonald is the biggest terrorist in the black neighborhood. Because we're getting them two for twos. I ain't got no time to cook. I can't go to, to Whole Foods because it's too expensive over there. But you can't pile up in your car and go to a farmer's market and get the vegetables and the foods you, you need and take your time at home and prepare them with love and know how to make different recipes and season it right, which pennies on the dollar would be cheaper than going and get nutrition from a fast food joint that doesn't exist. How, how much nutrition do you think exists in the fast food? But all you want to do is knock off hunger. How are you going to remain motivated to achieve and you're putting poor fuel in your body? And keeping Walgreens, CVS, Dwayne Reed, the pharmacy in Walgreens, and all those places rich. Well, something wrong with my stomach. Well, look at the damn food you're eating. Now you take another pill with more side effects. Your skin look bad. You, you, you walk around more than breath all day and don't use the restroom 
Lord have mercy. You have become your own exterminator. Even the roaches are getting out. Like, I'm out of here, man. It stinks. We're not living as we should. We have a higher calling at this particular time in history. And no matter how much the mainstream so-called media or the fake Jews that are out there that are trying to tell you that you're not who you are and they're the ones who get all these billions every year to live in, live in a carved out land that doesn't belong to them with a stolen history, but you're here built this country and you don't get a damn thing. It's because you have a position on a righteous level. It's because of who you are. How dare they call themselves the chosen people of God and they're acting so satanic and the ones who may not be so evil, they're keeping their damn mouth shut, which makes them evil too, synagogue of Satan. And these pastors were following through with it. You dumb, and they know you dumb. And the wicked powers that be afford them more amenities because you're helping to keep the other niggas done. Good, good job, nigga. Anyway, I got to get ready to go. I'm sorry I went off. <laughs> I'm so, <laughs> Man, I'm choking on the ice cream and whatnot. Um, yes, I love you all. We got to get back to who we are. Oh, my God, that Turner. I love all of the, oh, my, what? Apples, oranges, watermelon. Oh, I love, I, I don't care about the stereotype. I love watermelon. It's full of water, full of nutrition. Resonates. Strawberries, limes, cherries, pineapples. I think we got one pineapple left in the back, but we had like 27 this last uh, season. Grown, homegrown, the sweetest thing. Didn't make your mouth feel like acid. I'm loving it. Listen, y'all, our Sunday shows are back. And um, I haven't decided exactly what time we're going to have it. Shoot me your suggestions. Seven in the evening or, or, or four in the afternoon or do it early or whatever. I'm cool. And I know we live in different area codes. Let's talk about the topics we want to speak. I want to go live a little bit every day before I go to the plantation. And that way, excuse me, we can stay on top of things and we can keep some kind of balance. Um, it's 2018. Let's think 2018. 2017 is done from beginning to end. We can learn from the mistakes. We can learn from that. But we have to face our energies forward and conquer what's here and now. Let's make history now. Let's do something different now. Forget the resolutions that disappear temporarily. We eat bad during the holiday. We feel guilty. We see the, the, the spa and the gym uh, advertisements up and we go and pay out all this money and go for two or three weeks and don't go back. Let's change our lifestyle for good every single day. Hey, if you go back and you're transitioning to have one day where you bite something, I'm not going to come down on you. But let's try to press forward instead of trying to come up with this, 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 this massive effort that fails, let's just keep pressing. Keep pressing. When you fall down, get up. Keep pressing. It's a fight. You're going 15 rounds. You're going to get punched. You're going to have your eyes smashed. You're going to get busted in the mouth, but you're going to have to bust the opponent in the mouth, smash him in the eye, hit him in the nuts if you have to. Do what you got to do to conquer evil because evil ain't here as your friend. Evil is never your friend, no matter how much you dress it up. Just the same way poison is not your friend, no matter how much sugar you put on it. A lot of us are eating a lot of poison on a spiritual, physical, mental level, and it's so sweet, and we're killing ourselves, and don't even know it. Don't fall for the okey-doke. This is a new year. This is the first day, the beginning of the rest of your life. It's not about a new year. Every time you wake up, it's the beginning of your new year, your new life. 
Visualize the life that you want to live. Think positive. Stay away from the negative people. Vibe with the positive people. Sharpen your sword. Stay strong. Know that you will catch a blow. Know that you will feel weak. Know that you will sometimes fall into a rut. Satan never stays off of you. He will be on you because he knows where you want to go. If you gave up, he'd leave you alone and you'd find other people who gave up, like the little bums and winos in the corner. God bless them. But they gave up. So they out there when you trying to go to work in the morning time, they laughing. Five cents in their pocket. They laugh. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second. This dude has no job. He's living in somebody's garage. He's stinking. He had the same clothes on for the last four days. How is he so happy? Because Satan ain't on him. He got him already. Satan compliments you every single day when he's on you. You know how? Because he's on you. If he's on you, that means he sees the greatness that God has for you, and you're trying to manifest it by being connected. That, that, that's, that's validation right there on a divine level. My life is not perfect. I have things coming at me all the time that are trying to mess with my peace of mind. Thank you for the compliment, devil. That means I'm doing good because you keep sending people to me to mess me up. Dissolve. Let's do that voice again. How you doing, bus driver? There's going to be a real shapely woman coming at me tomorrow. Breast-defying gravity. Waistline nowhere in sight. Horizon of buttocks in front of me. And a sweet face and a soft voice. Bus driver, I'm lost. Can you help me to go where I have to go? <laughs> I'm in hotel so-and-so. Room so-and-so. Good. Go there and have a good sleep. I'm going home. Thank you, Satan, for the compliment, because I know if I wasn't doing something right, you wouldn't be on me. On that note, I'm going <laughs> to peace and love dissolve. I had to do that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we're going to be doing that, Turner, um, the veganism and exercise. Yeah, we're going to do that. Um, I wanted to kind of format the weekly, the weekday shows, like just the whatever's happening with current events. But we can do that even during the week. And that could be an always thing. That could be, you know, tell me the aspects that you want me to start from. I don't know everything. What I want to do with Mrs. Scurve when she starts doing her live shows right here the same way, but it'll be, I'll be in the background just working the buttons. You know, I'm her servant, right? I want to speak to people all over the world who have connected with us on Instagram and they have their offerings and we break down what we do and stuff from experience the same way we do now, but it'll be focused more on that. We will do that. And we will go more in depth. And since I'm going to be able to live stream, you know, because I got this new phone and stuff like that. And I got the stand, I got a little stand. I got a little thing I can keep with me. Hold it up. Let me show you. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I can put that and wrap that around things and live stream from anywhere. And if there are any gyms that allow me to come into the gyms, even though I'm a big fat out of shape, whatever, um, I can execute certain exercises and show you um, we could bring it back here and talk about the food. We can have people from all over the world talk about food and, you know, bring this right in the kitchen live and just have it. You know, maybe I have to get extension cords and we can still hear people call in and we go right in the kitchen. Keston wants to do the same thing. He wants to do cooking and he wants, because he's a chef also, not just a business owner who does what he does with the beautiful custom waterfalls, CaribbeanFalls.com, y'all. Um. We're all moving toward that, and we're going to share everything we do. We're not going to hide anything. We're not going to be like these people that are um, having some knowledge stolen from us 
and trying to push it off as their own. But yeah, I have to make this appointment. I have to leave right now. If I can, maybe I will pop on later on, but I will keep that in mind. We will do that within the week. And that's going to be a constant thing, brother Nat. We're going to talk about that all the time. There's Mr. Scurve on the phone right now. You know what? I'm not even going to front. Okay, hold on, y'all. Mr. Scurve, we're live. Don't tell me how much you love me because everybody can hear it. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm wrapping things up, sweetie. Okay? I'm going to call you back in a few, okay? Okay. Say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. How are you? <laughs> Nobody's on the line to say anything back, but... um. You know, I just say that because I'm, I'm really wrapping it up. You got perfect timing. So I'm going to call you in about two minutes. I'm going to wrap this up and call you about two minutes. And we'll meet up. Okay. All right. All right, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Ain't that divine? She called the very second I was. That's the divine connectedness, y'all. I just said I was getting ready to go. You know, I, I didn't say I was going to meet Mrs. Skirt because she's not here right now. We got to connect up and do some things. But um, boom, she called and I picked up. You heard it. Anyway, that's um, that's a good thing. Anyway, we're going to sign off again. Uh, go to landscurve.com to pick up on everything we do. That's my website. That's my blog. Um, subscribe. You get the emails of all the things that are put up new. Um, Landscurve on YouTube. Subscribe to this channel. Share everything out. Uh, download the Landscurve app at the Google Play Store, the Amazon Store, and the App Store. Remember, you can always hit me up. It's scurvemedia at gmail.com. All the information is below. My personal cell, 407-590-0755. We will be traveling and do little speaking engagements, Brother Keston and I. So, you know, we're not out there trying to do no grab. If you can get us there, we'll, we'll, we'll be there, you know, even if it's Motel 6, right? <laughs> um, yeah, we, we have a lot of things planned that way. We're going to kick it off uh, next month, and um, we have some, some surprises. So you'll be proud of us, and we're going to represent you well, and we're open and receptive and accessible all the time. Don't hesitate to ring me. If I'm sleeping, the ringer will be down. If it's up, I'm up and I'm available to talk. So hit me anytime. And that's a promise and a guarantee. And you know, Mrs. Skurve is down with that. But as far as that lady on the bus, oh, driver, so don't waste your time. Anyway, take care, y'all. Love you all. Thank you so much. Um, leave your comments and share the videos if you liked. And if you don't like me, well, cuss me out and tell me too. I still love you. All right. Take care. Bye bye.